Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. Here on this penultimate day of 2016 AD, we'd like to take just a few seconds to reflect on this past year. Not with best of year lists or remembering those that have passed on, because there are much more qualified people in podcasts to handle all that. But we just want to say we hope 2016 has had more good than bad for you personally, and that 2017 will weigh even heavier on the good side of the scale. Because it's just a fact of life that you take the good, you take the bad. Well, there you have it. Anyways, I'm Jason. And I'm KJ. And in this, our final episode of the year, we play back-to-back games of Pronounce This and another music quiz. Later, find out if we have a guest when we play Do We Have a Guest? Then we'll discuss some first world problems because we like stuff to complain about. And we'll wrap it all up with our recommendations. All that plus several conversational tangents. In a week, week. things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So we're coming to the end of the year pretty quick. Um, this weekend, um, was it Sunday's New Year's Day? Is that what it is? I think it is. I think it's Sunday. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, um, you know, most podcasts do like a year-end wrap-up, you know, best-of list. You'll see a lot. You've probably seen that a lot over the last few weeks. Um, I know they're already starting to come out. Um, even at the middle of December, you'll see some of those. But, uh, um, you know. We don't really look back. We look forward on this podcast. We are forward uh, thinkers. We like to think, yes, uh, think of ourselves as forward thinkers. So, um, <laughs> well, not really thinkers, but we just look forward. Um, <laughs> look forward to the next day. <laughs> yes. Am I alive? Yes. Okay, good. Check. Next. Let's move on. Um, so we thought we would, I, or I thought that we would uh, kind of talk about New Year's resolutions a bit because that comes up a lot this time of year, mm-hmm. um, you know, being that it's new year's um so what do you think about new year's resolutions i'll let you go first and then i will chime in on that i do not do new year's resolutions no i okay it's the for me i guess i don't set Mm -hmm. kind of something that i want to do or change by the calendar if i want to change it i just change it and i'll say Mm -hmm. tomorrow i'm gonna start doing this or give me the weekend, and then Monday I'll start doing this. <laughs> cool. So I do not, I do not do them. So you're more of a day, or a, you're more like a new day or a new week resolution as opposed to a new year resolution person. Yeah, yeah. Especially if I'm, if if I've got six months left of the year and I don't like something that's going on, why would I wait six months? I would just oh, start it. Yeah. I would just do it. Cool. I I agree with that. What about you? Yeah. Oh, I make one resolution every year. What's that? And that is on the first day I say, my resolution is the same, same every year, and I've done this for years, is to never make a New Year's resolution. <laughs> Perfect. And since I'm making that on the first day, I'm actually technically breaking that right away, so then I can just be done with it and move on with my life. <laughs> That's a good because way to look I, at I it. <laughs> I mean, I'm joking, but I completely agree with you on that. I know I've never made New Year's resolutions, and I, I don't fault people that do, because I think and I've actually seen, I've experienced and heard stories from other people that are like, this changed my life because it, this, this prompted me to do that. Cause so some people, 
you know, depending on your personality and the way you approach stuff, you may need that, you know, that jump start. Sure. Like you were saying, give me the weekend. Somebody, someone yeah. might say, well, you know, this year I'm going to do this better. And I think it's all good to try to, you know, live better and be better and treat each, you know, treat people nicer and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, it's just not me person. It's not in my personality. And it sounds like you and I are in complete agreement on this. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely a lot of people do them and a lot, yep. a lot of people have success with them. Um, I, I just like people that will write quotes, motivational quotes. I had a roommate mm-hmm. once in college that would write motivational quotes and post them all over her room. Mm-hmm. Um, like on those her, motivational posters? Motivational posters are even just on a note, note card. Yeah. Um, today is a new day, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, works for a lot of people, doesn't yeah. work for me. Um, Absolutely doesn't work for me either. And I often find that in when it comes to New Year's resolutions in particular, a lot of people uh, have broken them or give up by the end of January. Mm-hmm. And almost use that as, as an excuse to say, oh, well, I'll try again next year instead of like you're saying, why don't I try again tomorrow or try again yeah. next week? Because yeah. everybody messes up, you know, if you whether it's, you know, I'm going to lose five pounds or I'm going to exercise more, I'm going to do this more or, you know, I'm going to spend more time with my family. I'm going to work less or, you know, whatever it is, whatever it happened, maybe usually revolves around health or exercise or eating or, you know, spending time with people. That kind of situation is what I've experienced. Most yeah. people say theirs are. Um, I think probably the most common one, you could probably Google it. You know, this is an actual good host of a podcast would probably have Googled that ahead of time <laughs> yeah. to say, but I think it's probably lose weight or eat better. Yeah, exercise, exercise more, lose weight. Yep. yep. And, and so it, you're going to fail at that at some point. Everybody is. And what you have to understand is failing is not missing a day or a week or even a month. Failing is never picking it back up again. Right. So, I mean, just. Don't don't consider it a failure if you make a resolution and then you break it the next day. I just go ahead and break mine and get it out of the way and then move on to say, exactly, okay, yeah. today I'm going to try to be better at this. And then tomorrow I'm going to try to be better and, and you know, just keep it going. Because yeah. it sets people up for failure, I think, more than success in a lot of cases. And so if it's not working for you, if it's never worked in the past, don't do it. Yeah. Well, and then <laughs> Find it, another way. And it, it must work for some people because mm-hmm. they, they, tend, they tend to. Absolutely. S- to stick with it but for me it's like what tony says about fitbits you don't need a fitbit if you want to yeah. walk more just walk more walk well more, that's yeah. kind of how i feel about this and but you know that's kind of how i feel about everything yeah. yeah at the gym i can definitely tell that there are people setting resolutions because come mm-hmm. january 1 and it, it the gym is packed and, and it's, i was gonna say it'll be the biggest busiest week of the yeah, year Jan- and first it, week it, of january i'm happy that those the people are making an effort yeah. but I also want my elliptical. So where, where, where have you been all year? You're stealing my elliptical. And then usually by February, like you said, they're, they're gone again. But usually it, it, there is a, I've noticed it every year around January. It's gotta be a resolution, right? And then they're gone. Yep. There is a problem there for a while for machines. There's a problem. And but I've, that's good. I've known, I've known a lot of people who are, who say I'm going to go on a diet and I'm going to eat good for the entire year. And they do it for three or four weeks in January and they lose like 10 pounds and they start feeling good. And so they change and they're like, I got this. Mm-hmm. And then they end up weighing more three months later than they did in December because they go back to eating worse. And it's like, it like sets them up to fail. So my thing is if it, if it works for you, do it. Absolutely. If it doesn't, if it consistently doesn't work for you. Then change how you approach it. Yeah, there are a lot of things that that do not work for everybody. 
don't be enslaved to holidays and traditions just because it's the way that it was done before. Yep. Do so what works for you. We are on the same page with New Absolutely. Year's resolutions. Yes. That that's good. I mean You know what we're also on the same page with? What? A lot of these words that we pronounce. Yes, we are. We tip we typically are. <laughs> Okay. That's for sure. Okay. So, do you have any words for this week? I have actually. I have some phrases. I'm the king of the segue, by the way. You, you should, that was definitely a good segue. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Speaking of nothing about what we were just speaking of. Hmm. Isn't that our podcast? <laughs> That's definitely our podcast. Okay. Uh, it was too long, so we just went with tangents. Can you tell me what stuffing is? <laughs> Breadcrumbs. Didn't you hear Patrick last week? But no, 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 not crumbs. I know. Bread he, chunks. He basically let he us. He cleared it up for me. He yeah. cleared it up, but he said that we were horrible at describing it, and which is fine because yes. you didn't actually know. I didn't know what it was. I, so I've I'm made here. stuffing, and I didn't describe it well. Because when he said they're not breadcrumbs, then it clicked in my mind what a breadcrumb actually is. Yeah, and I'm like, crumb, you yeah. know what? If people actually were listening to that and thinking, that, that if they had no idea what stuffing was, they have an entirely different picture in their head now. They are you know, bread chunks chopped up in go. a quarter cubes, basically. Like croutons. Like isn't, croutons. Isn't that what he said? Yep. Yeah. Or croutons, which I've heard people say, speaking of pronunciation. Oh, I've not heard croutons. Maybe we could have Patrick on um, once, you know, every now and then to talk about, um, to set us straight on food issues. Because John, actually, we, whatever our guest next guest comes up, mm-hmm. um, they have to clarify the food issue from the week before yes. or the couple weeks before. Because we had a problem with craisins, and John helped us with that. Yeah. And then we had a problem with stuffing and breadcrumbs, and Patrick certainly helped us with that. So, you yeah, know, next you know. maybe we'll figure it out. Or we could just, like you said earlier, type it into Google. <laughs> nah, that's that's the easy way. So I have a phrase. Yes. That I say. All the time that I wish I didn't say. Okay. And that phrase is. Am no. I guessing, or are we? Are you going to tell me? Well, you, you're going to guess it. <laughs> no. All right. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if you did guess it, because let's face it, you pretty much guessed everything correctly. Okay. Um, that phrase is no worries. Oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why I dislike it. I like it because it's fast and it gets the point across. Mm-hmm. But what's wrong with using proper English? Don't worry about it. It's no problem. Hmm. I okay. So you're saying you say no worries in place of like no problem, or like you're welcome, sorta. Like if somebody says thanks for that, you say oh no worries. Most of okay. the time when I say no worries, it, someone is saying I'm sorry about that. Oh. Okay. And I'm saying that's no problem. Okay. But, I just say no problem. Yeah. Why do I say no worries? And I know it's a popular, it's kind of like when people say my bad. Mm-hmm. I don't say my bad, but I do. people do all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I do all the time. I say my, um, that's my problem or my fault. Oh, okay. But my bad is a very popular phrase. And so yeah, is no I, worries. I use that one. So I, I use no, no worries. worries. You say my bad. Mm-hmm. Or I, instead, instead of no worries, I'll, I, I do say my bad, but instead of no worries, I'll say no problem. That's my, because if someone says, oh, I'm sorry about that, and it's like, or like, excuse me, I'll say, oh, no problem. You know, just strangers you, you run into and stuff. Yeah. And I say, I mean, I say it to everybody, but I'm thinking more of like, 
you know, maybe somebody bumps into you in the aisle at the grocery store yeah. and they say, oh, I'm sorry. You say, oh, no problem. That's right. And I say no worries. Always. Hmm. Okay. Is that a regional thing maybe? I don't know. But I Do guess. Do you hear that a lot in your area from other people? I don't know if it's I, in I this area. I hear mostly area, no problem. Or if it's in on TV maybe. I don't know where I'm hearing hmm. it. But obviously I started doing it for some reason. Did you grow up hanging up around surfers in California? Oh, no worries. No man. worries, man. No worries, dude. Or in Hawaii, maybe? Hang 10. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of hang 10 and surfing language. Yes. Um, I see here that you've sent me another word that uh, we can talk about. Cowabunga. Yes, cowabunga. Okay, so what's up with that? Or one? cowabunga, dude. That yeah. goes under the category for me of phrases I'm glad are no longer in vogue. I am with you 100% on that. I think either I had a shirt or maybe one of my friends had a shirt that was Bart Simpson with yep. the cartoon or the, the balloon, the talking balloon bubble Yep. that said, Cowabunga, dude. Yep, that was totally a t-shirt and everywhere in the early, mid-90s. I am so glad that that is out of vogue. Yeah, that also came, that came about in the 80s, came up big. I don't know where it actually originated, but it came up big in the 80s because of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's right. It didn't originate with Bart Simpson, did it? Mm -mm. I think, I mean, the Simpsons and, you know, Bart brought it back, but um, I remember it first. The first time I ever heard it was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoons in the 80s. Wow. So I'm glad to leave that behind, too. I didn't remember that. You know, I mean, I... I watched a lot of cartoons in the 80s. Well, I watched a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I don't remember that one. Well, no one's half the battle. <laughs> That's right. And that, speaking of words that used to be in vogue but are no longer, oh. I think I saw a CBS Sunday morning. There was a... Mm-hmm. They, they went through all these, over the years, the terms that used to... All stood for the same thing, but they've changed over the years. So, like, groovy oh, okay. in the 70s, groovy. Yeah. Um, in the, um, the next decade, the 80s was, like, rad. Mm-hmm. Or... Cowabunga, dude. Yeah. Or then, that's the bomb in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Or, um, I can't remember what's, all of them. What's the 2000s? I'm too cool for everything. The 2000s. Yeah, maybe. But then there was some <laughs> I'm new... millennial. They talked about the new words that the teenagers are saying, and I, of course, can't remember what they were now. Um, well, we're old. We're not allowed to say those words. Yeah. That's, well, that's pretty much Legally, what they were. we're bound from say, keep, keep saying those words. That's pretty much what they were saying. It's like, you're not supposed to say these words. This is for this generation of teens. Right, because as soon as we hear about it, and by we, I mean anybody older than the current generation that's mm-hmm. coming up with new, new terms, a current generation of teenagers, they, Anybody older than that, once you hear, once you even know that that word exists and know what it means, no, they're not using that word. No, anymore. they change it. Not the cool one. Yeah. They, yep. They've already moved on. Yep. It's just like, it's just with apps and, you know, people are like, oh, Facebook is the future and Twitter is the future. And I'm like, nope. And people are now saying like, Snapchat is the future. Nope. Because guess what? No, no tween. They see teenagers using this stuff and they're not going to use it either. So they're going right. to have some, there's going to be something new for them. They're too cool to use Twitter. They're mm-hmm. too cool to use Facebook. They're going to be soon too cool to use Snapchat, and something else will come along. There's something out there that we are that we've never heard of. Me and you, I'm saying, have never heard of that. You know, probably 12 and 13 year olds are really into some social media messaging phone app or something, and we won't even know what it is until they get in their 20s and 
it, you know, you see these IPOs for this, you know, whatever. And by then it'll already be passed and there'll be something else for the next generation of 12 year olds. Yeah, it's, you're right. That's basically what they were saying. Yeah. And speaking of old phrases, now this mm-hmm. falls into the category for me of phrases I wish were still in vogue. Oh, okay. And it's, oh my stars. That's a good one. I love oh my stars. Mm-hmm. And I think, when did that? Do you remember what did it specifically say? What time period that was my, very popular? My guess that that would probably be the forties or fifties. Yeah, I was um, gonna say like middle middle of the last century. And I had a good friend in high school who would say that, probably because really? her grandparents said it. Mm-hmm. And so every time I think of "Oh my stars," I would think of my friend Debbie, and that of course made me smile. So I think that I still have that every time I hear that phrase which is way less than it used to be oh yeah oh my stars i think of debbie the other thing she always said was heavens to murgatroy <laughs> wait a minute was she paul lind <laughs> she, in disguise she she knew that those phrases were no longer popular but she said them anyway and what was that uh what was that cartoon cat that said that i don't remember you know what i'm talking about i don't it was like Hanna Barbera, some one cartoon cat that said that in like um, exit stage right whenever he was leaving the scene. Not Garfield. No. Um, he's standing up. Is he on his two feet? Oh yeah, he's a he's a anamorph, whatever. Blah blah. He, the word I can't say. He's not the one that co-starred with Paula Abdul on the song "Opposites Attract," is he? <laughs> no, that's MC Scat Cat. MC I know Scat who Cat. MC Scat yeah. Cat is. Don't insult my 80s music intelligence. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I can't think of what it, it's from the 70s. It's like... Um, Pink Panther? No, it's the it's similar to Pink Panther, though. I don't think the Pink Panther ever talked. It's uh, similar to like Huckleberry Hound era. I think he was in the same sort of like animation studio. Um, I mean, Hanna-Barbera is basically based out of Atlanta. I should know this. Um, oh, you should know it. Maybe that should yeah. be the quiz. <laughs> yeah, 70s and 80s cartoons. Yeah, I, I'm probably better at that usually than than actual music. So okay, never mind. I watched way too many 70s and 80s cartoons. I don't remember. You're gonna have to Google that, or somebody will tell us because somebody knows the answer. Yeah, well, I mean, I have the power, so we'll see. Uh, but anyway, oh my stars! I would like to become back in fashion. Yeah, that's a cool. One. I was looking at the next word. Sorry. The next word, do you remember when we talked with Patrick last week about Chex Mix? Yes. And I said, load it up with this type of sauce and salt. Yeah, absolutely. I remember because I was like, I've never heard of that and I've never had Chex Mix. Still. (sighs) You have to have (laughs) Chex Mix. I just, it's, I feel like I'm eating a handful of rocks and sticks and pine cones when I look at it. Um, as we talked about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. it is the, how did she phrase it? The unsung role of texture. Oh, yeah. You got a good memory. I didn't remember that. That was a Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was. That was a good callback. Two-week callback. Yep. Yep. Wow. I can't remember, Impressive. you know, the cartoon characters from the 70s, but I can remember stuff like that. Oh, I think that guy's name was Snagglepuss. You're right. Snagglepuss. I know that name. And he said he was orange. A lot. Yeah, something like that. He might have been like in with the Laugh Olympics. You ever did you ever see those where they pitted like the 
the um the different like categories of Hanna-Barbera cartoon character. They brought them all into one and they played like Olympic games against each other. I don't know. If I were like, I don't know. Dirk Dastardly and um Okay, well that uh, sounds familiar. Grape Ape and Yeah, uh, yep. Scooby-Doo I think was in there. Um he was in there with them, I think. Snagglepuss. I think I liked him a lot. Does he was he orange? I can't remember. You are probably You're not thinking of Tony the Tiger, are you? I like Tony the Tiger too. Yeah, he's cool. They're great. great. Yeah. Um but that okay. I got a great voice. You're probably that guy correct. About uh Snagglepuss being the guy that said heavens to Murgatroyd. I <laughs> I know that there was a cartoon cat that said that, and I because I think it was a play off, you know, because most of those cartoon characters from the seventies and eight and some into the eighties, but mostly in the seventies were um, caricatures of actual actors or roles that actors played, like real life people in the sixties and early seventies, like they were almost like um, spoofing or like like we do jingles of songs, like parodies. Mm-hmm. They these were parody. The cartoon characters were parodies of. Like Fritz Flintstone was basically um, Ralph Cranvin. Oh, from Honeymooners. Okay, yep. And um, that's how that's how that whole show was kind of built around that. So when they built a cartoon, when they made a cartoon in the seventies or the eighties, it was basically we're going to pattern it after this TV show or this person, this you know, this persona, this actor's persona, and we're going to put him in there. And so that the way to like make it appeal to kids, but also adults could find it funny. So Toy Story and like things like that that Pixar do now, does now with you know trying to make put jokes in there for adults. They were doing that stuff years ago. It was just you know they were basically parodying the TV shows of the time and the movies of the time and the actors of the time in order to get adults to go, oh yeah, uh, that's funny. Yeah, so I definitely can't be taking a quiz with about with with you about <laughs> cartoons. So next week our New Year's resolution is that we're going to take <laughs> cartoon characters of the seventies and. What TV show or actor or movie inspired them? That's our quiz. <laughs> I'll, I bet you I'll that's out there Fred, I'll get Fred Flintstone right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the sauce. The sauce. I'm um, not on the sauce, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> not right now, anyway. No. Uh, maybe after this wraps up. <laughs> yeah. All right, I guess the only thing I know how to do is spell it, and then you can, you can okay. tell me. W O R C H E S T E R S H I R E. Worcestershire. <laughs> That's basically how I used to say it. I, I have a hard time saying this word. word. I'm going to guess um, Worcestershire sauce. I really have to like say it really fast so you can't tell how much I'm mangling in the middle. Well, Worcestershire, I Worcestershire, I, Worcestershire. I've heard people say that. If you okay. if you if you sound it out, it's Worcestershire, right? Yeah, Worcestershire. Worcester, yeah. And I I have said that, in which the past. sounds like you know an armory for uh, the hobbits in Lord of the Rings. Why? What's war, that? War Worcestershire. Is that the name of it? No, no. Okay, because I can't but recall. You know, like a war chest is like you know where you know, oh you W A R W A R yeah war okay, yeah, yeah. W A R chest and then Shire is like where the hobbits live. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, way over my head. Um, <laughs> have you never read the books? I have. I have read the books, not all of them, because they got a little too long and dry for me. Oh, I read the Lord of the Rings like the um, the three 
book series. I couldn't read The Hobbit. I tried. Start, I started out trying to read The Hobbit. Oh, I was like, nope. Maybe that's where nope. I went wrong. I read The Hobbit first. And... Yeah, The Hobbit is loaded with like, we're going to sing a song and it's going to take three pages. Yes. You know, or we're going to, you know, do a dance. And I'm just like, I, go fight the, go fight the stuff. That's what I want to see. I did. I did remember thinking that about The Hobbit. And I don't really think I ever got, I was going to do The Hobbit, then Lord of the Rings. And I never got there. Yep. I ended up skipping The Hobbit. Um, so I was told all growing up that when I pronounced it Worcestershire, that uh-huh. I better not say it like that again. <laughs> it. What? It, is this like you say it three times and it summons legal <laughs> juice or something? What? That sounded ominous. I know. It, I well, say that like it, that again. It, 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 I learned it's Worcestershire. <laughs> no, really? Worcestershire. Worcester, isn't that like a county or a city in Massachusetts? Yeah. Okay. But that's how I learned to say it. And so what you said, Worcestershire, is pretty close. Okay. I believe it's a German. I think I said Shire by there in there somewhere, too. I think you said sure. Worcester, okay. Worcestershire, I think you said. Sure. Okay, sure. <laughs> it's German? Sorry. I think it's a German. Okay. And I, I was always taught it needs to be Worcestershire. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess I understand now the, the severity of... Um, Making sure you pronounce it right if it has a German background, because absolutely never say it wrong. Germans again. are very strict. Yes, yes. <laughs> traditionally, Tra- the stereotype. Traditionally, yes. Yeah. Um, are you looking it up? Did you say, or you're not going to look it up? Am I looking what up? I thought you said you were. So I guess no, I'm not <laughs> looking it up. I don't even know what it is I'm supposed to. Be I thought you up. were. I thought I heard you say you're going to look Worcestershire up, but I think that. Um, there are other, I think, well, Patrick didn't balk at my pronunciation of Worcestershire. So maybe. No, and I've, I've heard it that way too, so. Okay. Well, let's go with one of those two, Worcestershire or Worcestershire. I don't eat it, so I can just say that sauce I don't eat. Yeah. You're not I'll, on the sauce. I'll, I'll, take the, I'll take the A1 or the ketchup. <laughs> Either one. So what does it taste like? Um, it, well, it's. Is it salty? Yes, it's salty. Because it's, it's like brown, right, isn't it? I've never tried it by itself. I just know that you soak oh. up all the Chex Mix in it with mil- our milk. <laughs> <laughs> Salt. So, so Chex Mix is made of milk <laughs> and stuffing is made of breadcrumbs. And, raisin, and craisins are made of raisins that are turned into cranberries somehow. Yes. What are we talking about? We're going to have a cooking segment here at some point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay, did so you, go ahead. What, uh, what, what, what is it? What actually is it? Do you know what's in it? No. Is it like soy sauce? Is it like German soy sauce? I have a feeling that it's soy could be in it because soy is so mm-hmm. salty. Oh, but see, if it was I just can't. soy, I don't know why they wouldn't just call it soy. I can't. I can't do so because they like branding. Mm-hmm. Is it a brand or is it a like, actual? No, like, it's a type. It's a type because I believe. The brand that we always use was Heinz 57. Oh, okay. Okay. So is A1 a brand or is that a type? I, I think A1's a brand. I mean, a type. Oh, see, because I was about to say, is A1 a, a branded Worcestershire sauce? Um, I don't think so. So, it's, so A1 is different from... This sauce that I can't pronounce. Yes. Hmm, okay. Pretty sure. Worcestershire. I'm learning new things. I am Worcestershire on that one. 
This is a song with words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should have been what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you, it's a quiz. What do we know? Just a quick editor's note before we jump into our quiz. Uh, We recorded this episode a week before George Michael passed away. I mention that now because he will come up very early in this quiz and... In light of that, we didn't think it would be right to bring him up without speaking just for a second about his status as an 80s and beyond music icon. Um, In addition to his hits with Wham! and his solo stuff, um, I really loved his Five Live EP with Queen that he did, um, I think it was early 90s. Um, It was one of the first CDs I ever bought my own money, and in particular, the first three songs on that are pretty awesome. Uh, If you haven't heard that before, I highly recommend checking that out. With all that said, let's get back to our pre-recorded quiz full of nonsense. Already in progress. All right. Well, yes, this is a quiz. And do you? All right. Yeah. Do you remember last week we did that quiz with Patrick? Oh yeah, it, I remember "Paranoid" by Black Sabbath. Yeah, if that's what you're talking about. Yeah, I remember that you won twelve points to. Patrick had 10 and I had 10. Oh, I actually didn't remember that. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And now, so we're going to pick up with that same quiz. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this is 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000-ish music. Do they mean 2000-ish? Pretty 2000 much the ish? history of recorded music as we know it. Yeah. We, as stuff, and, you know, if you get before the 60s, maybe some 50s stuff we've heard. But beyond that, you know, unless it's Robert Johnson or from a movie, we probably don't know it. So this is... This is basically the largest span that we can get because if you get too far past two thousand ish, I haven't heard any of it either. No, so neither. It might as well be from nineteen, you know, ten versus two thousand ten. Yeah. Uh, you're. I think I could reach back into the fifties, but then you're. It's going to be tough for me. Yeah, forties would be tough for me, and same for late two thousands. Mm-hmm. You know, anything in the last basically sixteen years is forget it. Yeah. So, good news though. That's not what's on. This quiz. Yes. So it's all in our wheelhouse is what you're saying. It's in our wheelhouse. Um, some is, you know, more than others wheelhouse. Okay. Uh, so again, this, as a reminder, it's 10 second clips um, mm-hmm. and we will pick off where, pick up where we left off. Okay. Uh, Good luck, this is... Mr. Fuse. Good luck. Oh, uh, you too. So if we do 15 or so, 15 yep. or 16 this time, what are you going higher or lower since you know kind of the where this quiz is kind of coming from in terms of what? Uh, I think the over-under still should be around 10. Okay. And what about you? Um, you... I'm going to say we both do better than 10. Over 10? Okay. I'm going to say we both get 12 or 13 out of 15, 16, depending on how many we do. Okay. Got it. All right. right. So, ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Okay. Mm. With, without the vocal, I would have not known what in the world this is. Um, yeah, because before the vocals started, I thought it was hip to be square. Oh, Huey Lewis in the news? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it's that same kind of um, time frame, right? In the mid-80s? Yeah. Mid-80s? And now when I hear the vocal, I, I don't immediately recognize who that is. Oh, should I, I absolutely do. Oh, yes, you should. Yes. Um, you have covered, you have done a jingle um by this band 
not only this singer, but Wham. by this band. You might. Yes, there you go. So is it George this Michael? Is, yes, it's George Michael. But this is actually, I think this is Wham. Okay. Because it sounds very mid-80s, so I'm going to go Wham. Um, I only know one not, Wham song, and that's Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Oh, yeah, well, yeah Bruce and Bagels. Yeah, Bruce and Bagels, it. yeah. But uh, you you know Careless Whisper, too. Oh, I, definitely, I think, yeah. I'm that's sorry, Wham. Yep. Um, and you know probably All She Wants, um, which has a really cool bass line. Don't. It's a cool song. It's it's a cool groove to that song. All she wants, all that she wants is another baby. That no, one? I think that's I think that's Ace of Base. Oh, okay. No, that I don't think I do know all she wants. Maybe it's not called All She Wants, but it's he says that in the He says that in the song somewhere. Maybe it's not the title of it. Okay, so this is the song you're talking about that he says that no, in? No, this it's not this song. Um I'm not sure what this song is. Um I've exceeded my wham knowledge okay so all right so we probably won't get that one since the name of the quiz is named the song nope but it is definitely wham um maybe late maybe very early era george michael right after he split but i i think wham okay if it was but, george michael i'd probably get it because i knew a lot of his stuff yeah same here all right, all right. so we're 0 for 1 0 way for to one. start it out yeah next yeah okay Um, can I make, can I make an amendment on the over under 10? <laughs> You're going to go under now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. I have no idea. Um, this sounds like something, something lady, that lady. Um, what is this thing? Uh, you mean like, who's that lady? Yeah. Who's that lady? Uh, I don't think that's what it is, but it just reminds me of that. It's huh. This is obviously like I'm gonna guess late sixties, maybe mid sixties. I don't. I don't like R and B. I I don't know this. Not one. Marvin Gaye, but in that genre, in that range. Al Green. <laughs> that's probably a good guess. Okay. I would I would say something. It's somebody or some band that is very similar in that same time period, though. But. That is not a correct answer. <laughs> so, do you think anybody? You might have Al Green. Do you think anybody else listening knows this? Yes. And maybe I bet you. you know, I bet you John Fitzpatrick. John knows Fitzpatrick. This. And you know, if you do, or Sean Morrissey, you know, go yeah. ahead and live tweet it. We like that. Yes. <laughs> Rhinestone Cowboy. Yeah. That I was impressed by that. I would have never gotten that. Well, no, none of us did. So we're over two, right? Over two. All right. Next. Number three. Um, I think I know what this is. Thank God somebody does. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm taking it by that you don't know what it is. Okay, is this... Mine would be a total guess. Is this 90s or 2000? I think this is late 90s. I think. All right. This is in the same genre kind of vein of Chemical Brothers from last week. Okay, I don't, I don't think I know. I think this is Prodigy, Firestarter, and... I'm going to say Firestarter because that's the only Prodigy song I know, and it sounds like that. So the name of the song is Firestarter. Yeah, you, That's Prodigy. your guess. Never mm-hmm. heard of Prodigy, and I didn't. Really? I had not heard of Chemical Brothers. 
Okay. This you you have a you have a like a uh, electronic music gap in the uh, late nineties. I definitely do. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I do too. I mean, because it's basically if it's not uh, chem- if it's not a Chemical Brothers song or Firestarter by Prodigy or Stereo MCs, I'm pretty much lost at that point. I didn't even. I had never heard the term trip hop until you told it. You told me about it. Yeah, that's very good. This is more. Um, this is more electronic dance. Okay. I mean, this song is you know headbanging song or like it's like a club rave kind of song okay well that's probably this is the, in the video the guy has like crazy like sticking up hair and he's got like a ring like like a bull kind of ring like through his nose okay um, you know got kind of crazy look he's a crazy looking dude all right i the guess that's that probably singing. why i have the gap that wasn't really my thing oh not me either but you know hey well you this was a, but you know this a very popular song well, no. I, this is this is also in the same vein of this this kind of stuff. Either led or came out of that. Remember when we talked about the Matrix mm-hmm. a few weeks yeah. ago, whenever it yeah. was about the the. I'm not going to do it again because you made fun of me. But <laughs> the, the don't. I guess I am going to do it. Dump, 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 yeah. Dump. That kind of yeah. that cut off where you, it's in. They make that sound with a synthesizer, and then they have what a, a cutoff knob that kind of jo- drops it out at certain points, and then how fast you turn that knob is how that is how that goes. All that stuff. So. No, I'm not doing it again. Okay, I was going to ask, but... Okay. All right, next. All right. And that's a guess by me, by the way, totally. If you pull that out, I don't know. I might just quit forever. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> oh, finally, I know one. Yeah, we know this one. That's, a, that's the title. <laughs> yeah, I know the title. Now, will I be able to come up... I know we don't have to, but... It's my Sharona. Yes, absolutely. Um, Which I know this song has been jingled. Was it Rob? I think this has been done a few times. I think I think Rob did Chris Eliza. Yeah, Chris Eliza. Yep, about his klepto or not kleptomania. What? Hypochondria. Hypochondria. There you go. Yeah, I referred to that a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, about him. You know, if he, if the doctor told him he had a brain tumor, he'd be in trouble. Yeah, exactly. Hypochondriac, not a kleptomaniac. Mm-hmm. And this is, um, this is the same band that, um, is this the same? It's not. It's not the band that we talked about with Patrick, one of Patrick's favorite bands, but it's no. similar, very similar name. As the Kinks. Yes. I don't think I'll get it then. It's the knack. But, I'm pretty sure, or knack, okay. something like that. K n a c k. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. I don't know how I know that either, but anyway. <laughs> Who knows how you know half the stuff you know? You just do. I can't. I can't. I can't remember what you know. <laughs> what I did last week, but I can remember a, a cartoon cat yeah. from the '70s that <laughs> says "Heavens to Murgatroyd." Yes. Exit stage lift. We can't control what we know and what we don't know and what we remember and what we don't remember. That's true. It's what did it say? It's beautiful mind and yes. I think by beautiful is a generous term. <laughs> yeah. Complicated. The insane mind. Yeah, there you go. All right. Complex. Let's go for the next one. Next one? Okay. Oh, you know what this is. Oh yeah. Now the trick is to figure out the name of this. Mm-hmm. To get the actual name. Okay, the only thing I can think of is the line in the chorus. Is that the name of the song? I believe so, Don't yes. stop till you get enough. 
Yep, that would be my guess. And it's obviously MJ. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that's what the name of it is. That's what I'm going with anyway. I think that is correct. Because I can't understand half of what he's saying the rest of the time in that chorus. It's a good thing that that's the title then. Because if you didn't, if you had the title, you can make that phrase out, even if you couldn't Mm -hmm. make it out otherwise. Yes. All right. Well, that that was fast. We got that. I didn't need any clues or anything. Yeah, that was a good one. (laughs) All right. Next. Maybe we're through the tough ones and now we're on to, you know, easier, easy street here. That could be. Hopefully. Do you know what that is? Um, I don't think so. It sounds, it sounds like 80s. It sounds like The Pretenders is what I would say, but I cannot come up with the name of this song. Is that 80s? Yes. Oh, yeah, it's 80s. I think early, mid-80s. You know, Chrissy Hind, Pretenders. It's a female singer. She's got like the black Joan Jett kind of hair, wore a bunch of eye makeup mascara. I can't picture her. Um, the only line of this song I can think of is Don't Get Me Wrong, which is the, in- which is the first thing she says in the, like, coming in right there, I think. But I don't know if that's the name of that or not. Okay, well, I'm going to write pretenders down. Okay. Okay, well, I don't think I and know I don't, that. I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm like, I know a lot of, pre- I've, like, if you play the pretenders for me, I'm like, oh, that's the pretenders. And obviously, if 100% if she started singing, I can tell her voice because she's got a distinct, pretty distinct voice. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know enough. Of, I don't know any of their albums or know enough of their songs to be able to pick out the names of a lot of these. Well, I think this was a, their one hit that I heard, or not one hit, this is one of their hits I heard. I have no guess. Okay. Okay, next. I'm, I'm sufficiently bombing this one as well. It's great. Happy, well, I'm, happy I'm New completely Year. Get, well, I could be get bombing too because I'm completely guessing on some of these. <laughs> I mean, the, ones that, the only ones I'm sure of are the ones that we both got. This is a good way to end the year with, with us both miserably. <laughs> a disaster, yeah. yeah. Okay, next. All right, next. Yep, know what this is. Oh, sure. I didn't even need the vocal for that one. You know what it is, right? Definitely. I loved this song when I was in the, mm-hmm. when I was growing up. It's so bad. Yes. Um, I loved this song as a kid too. Yeah, in the eighties. Uh, this is Karma Chameleon. Yes, by Boy Culture George Club. Culture Club. Culture Club. Okay. You got the name of the song. That's all we need. But yeah, uh, Joe did a jingle to this one. Was it Joe? Mm-hmm. Joe. Did, I know Joe. I know at least Joe has. I've actually done a jingle to this. You have. But I never posted it because I wasn't, I didn't like the lyrics. But I actually have it completely recorded. Oh. And I was like, ah. It was to um, Kara Oranges. So I was going, Kara, 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 Kara Oranges. <laughs> Which is so dumb. That's why I didn't post it. What, did, what was Joe's about? Do you remember? I don't remember. But it wasn't very long after I recorded mine that I saw him post it. I was like, oh, good. That, that gets me off the hook of... Ever thinking about this nonsense? <laughs> oh, that's funny because when I when I hear Karma Chameleon, then I think of um, "I'll Tumble for You." Oh yeah, which is that also yes. Culture Club? Yes, and is. John did that jingle. Yes, I'll fumble. I'll fumble for you <laughs> about RG three. Uh, that was great. That was. 
All right. Well, we got that one, we think. Yeah. Oh, that that's true. That's, that's definitely definite. Okay, next. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, now, let me hear this way. through because... He's not going to sing the title, if that's what you're thinking. He's already said it. It's in the verse. This band is also one of those that gets like a bad... I, I'm not going to say a bad rap, because I think they get a deserved bad oh, rap in some cases. I did this. Cheesy. I did this jingle. Yeah, I was going to say, you've done this, so you surely This is Drops this of Jupiter by Train. Yes, by Train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I did this about the podcast delay. Yes. What is stupider? Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, that was. Uh, it took me a while to think about that, but yeah. You know that's gonna be that's gonna be the bot, rock bottom when it's a, we get to a song that we have jingled before individually and I, like something that I've written a jingle <laughs> to, you've written a jingle, to, and we're not gonna get our own song that we jingled. That's 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 coming at some point. I feel you like that that, that right. has happened. Has it? I don't know. I thought so, but maybe not. We got that one two in a row. Yeah, we're rolling now. Yeah, we are. Speaking of train. Do you ever, um, I think that song is probably their most popular one or the, the, the ridiculously dumb, um, sappy, like wedding love song that they did. Uh, what was that one called? I can't remember, but it was like. By train? Uh, Say You Will or If I, if I ever get the nerve here alone in this cafe or whatever. It was this, it's a, it's, it's a terrible song, um. But it was so popular, like for weddings, and I've been asked to play that at multiple weddings, and it maybe that's why I can't stand it because I'm sick of it. It's by but, train. Yes, it's by train. It's terrible. Wonder what that was. I guarantee you've heard it. It's several years ago. I'm. It's. Is it the? Is Drops of Jupiter the one that talks about a soy latte? It says something about <sighs> a soy latte in. It might. Yeah. It might. Because okay. they're they are. Cornball lyrics, yeah, okay, all over the place. Like they have uh, that the song, which I actually like the song better. the The first song they had, the the first hit, basically was uh, "Meet Virginia." Do you remember yes, that one? Yes, "Meet Virginia" was pretty good. Yeah, I actually like that out of all their stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't remember <sighs> this one you're talking about. It at a coffee shop. Did they get? They are the king. They are the king of nonsense lyrics that you hear one time and you're like, "Oh, that's so." meaningful or some people if you think about it for three seconds you're like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard that doesn't make any sense that's ridiculous so that kind of that, that those kind of lyrics i mean that i mean and hey i've written some dumb lyrics <laughs> so i mean who am i to talk but i mean the for i mean i'm also not a i'm also not a platinum selling artist so I, eat it train eat it i've written a lot of dumb lyrics bruce and bagels yeah. Well, those were intentionally dumb. I know. I think I said a few weeks ago, we were talking with John about it takes brilliance to be as stupid as we are sometimes. <laughs> exactly. And I fully believe that. Or at least we tell and ourselves that's, that's that. A, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, of course. That's a compliment, I think. Definitely. All right, next one. <laughs> What's next? By the way, Rebecca Gayhart in that Meet Virginia video, train video. Uh, I don't. Highly underrated. Oh, I do kind of remember that. Oh, yeah. She's, she's always been highly underrated. What's her name? Rebecca Gayhart, Noxima. Oh. Commercial girl. I remember that. From the 90s. Mm hmm. All right. Anyway, next. Next. Definitely know this. Oh, yeah. 
We've had this song before. Yeah. It, in a quiz. That's not the name of it. The next line is not the name of the song, right? Mm-mm. No. Is this Iris? Jerry did a... Yes, by the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. Jerry jingled this. Yes, he did. It was really good. Mm-hmm. And this was from the movie... City of Angels. Yeah, exactly. With Nicolas Cage and... Meg Ryan. Yes. We learned. I mean, we, we're we, not stupid. We retain we're, that We're not dumb. We're smart. <laughs> we like to tell ourselves. Yes. All right. Next. Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. I really like Name. That's a cool song. Goo Goo Dolls. Which one? Name. It, yeah. Um, I won't Steve tell you my Steve. name. I, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I like Iris, too. Oh, yeah, it's a cool song. Mm-hmm. You know, they accidentally got into that genre of music. Why? What were they supposed Because they were like a pop-punk pop band. Like, everything, even the album that Name is on, everything is more like pop-punk, kind of like Blink-182, Green Day, early Green Day stuff. Uh-huh. And then they just, re- they did Name. It was like as a one-off. It's like the outlier on that album. And then that became the hit. So they went from pop-punk to, hey, we're making, you know name and iris style ballads and that's how they've gotten really next level famous basically isn't that crazy how things turn out yeah it's just weird it's yeah oh gosh i know what this is and i can't think of it it seems like another 80s song oh it's I would definitely say 80s. Um, We're getting a lot of 80s in this 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000. But typically, that would be good for us. Yeah. I I don't know who that is. Yeah, this is early 80s, I think. Um, is, I'm not going to be able to take a guess. I don't know. You don't know who the, the singer is? Mm-mm. It's a band, I think. I just can't. It's not the guy from like, B-52s, is it? No. Okay. This is like, uh, I'm going to guess some sort of British, just from its accent, like uh, early, mid-80s. And that's kind of like, um, that's like you, we were talking about before about the weak spot in the late 90s, mm-hmm. electronic, early 80s, new wave kind of stuff. Uh, is I don't have any idea usually. I'm lucky if I get like Thompson Twins or, you know, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, it, like last yeah, time. But yeah. no, this I don't know. Okay, we've got no guess. I don't. I don't either. Somebody will know it. Oh, yeah. Okay, next. That's good. Yeah, definitely. Definitely know this. Yep. Love this song. The only tricky part for this and me is the name of the band. I know it. I mean, I know it. Yeah, I know it, but it's, it's, I always confuse this band name with another band name that's very similar that came out at the same time that both had like one hit wonders oh maybe i don't have it then but this was at this was our um walk-up music at our reception oh so you absolutely know what this is well i know the name of the song is bittersweet symphony symphony and i thought it was the verve yes okay you're right it's because i was going to say it's the verve or the verb pipe Mm. Which, but the verb pipe did freshman. That's right. Which Rob and I jingled a while back. What was the title for that for you guys? I think it was freshman because it was talking oh, about yeah, the, the, um, um, Tony's like professor in the college. Yes. And, like <laughs> did all kinds of crazy stuff. Yep. That's Can't right. Exactly verve pipe. You're right. You're yep. right. Ver- yeah, this is verve. Yep. 
which, by the way, I think this is the song where they were sued by the Rolling Stones and the Rolling Stones won. And so basically all the money they made off of this, which this song was huge. Yes, it was. That the Verb Pipe made mm-hmm. was, I mean, the Verb made went to the Rolling Stones, basically. Nice. Yeah, I think they, I'm pretty sure they won that lawsuit because it sounds exactly, I can't remember the Stone song, but it's basically like, oh yeah, this may have been an accident, but they absolutely have heard that and copied it. It's okay. <laughs> even, you know, subconsciously, it sounds very close. Yeah, like um, Blurred Lines. Yeah, it's 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 on that level of or vanilla you know, ice taking a. Uh, well, he just sampled that. He just he literally took the recording from Queen and David Bowie for Under Pressure. Yeah, and didn't oh, okay. Didn't ask permission. That is just dumb. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, it's crazy stuff was happening. Yeah, people were doing that Sa- more. When, you can't get away with that now. Oh no! But like when sampling first started, I mean, when Beastie Boys came out with Paul's Boutique in, I think it was ninety or ninety one or something like that, around that time, mm-hmm. it was like a, it was this like, you know, revolutionary um, sampling as many samples because you'd had samples in plenty of music before that in you know a lot of rap and hip hop stuff in the mid late eighties, but when like Paul's Boutique came out, it was just like everything on this. There's like five hundred samples on this record. Um, so it just kind of went went nuts from there, and I think you know people listen to that didn't realize oh they had to get clearance for that stuff or hide it well so well that you couldn't hear it, and I I feel like most of the stuff they got clearance for, and then you know so stupid to sample stuff you, you like you said you'd never do it now, but you know when Vanilla Ice did that, I mean, granted he didn't seem like the smartest person yeah. in the world either. Well, I'm pretty sure my boy Timberlake's being sued right now first. Oh, that I didn't know from who. I can't remember. Because he, he took something from somebody? I think that's what's there, that is what they're alleging, and I want to say it's Timberlake and Pharrell again. Pharrell with blurred lines. Um, that, so that's... That, yeah, that's, right? You think he would have learned last time? Maybe I've got that wrong, but I saw something about that maybe four or five months ago now, and I cannot remember what hmm. song it was. You know, I bet this happens a lot more... And didn't get it publicized as much is you know it happens a lot more than we realize. It probably does, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we got a few only, more. Like like John said a few weeks ago, it's only eight notes. Yeah. I mean, right. It's only so many. It's only so many chords you can play. Yeah, that's true. Only so many rhythms. Um. Okay, we got a few left. Ready? All right. Next. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. Got another. Yeah. Um, okay. This sounds like several songs, right? But it's it's a very it's a one four five blues riff yeah it's very yeah, blues rock early this is I think this is I would have said this was fifties but I guess this had to be in the sixties I think what this sounds like to me you know what it is right oh absolutely I think what this sounds like to me is Good Golly Miss Molly by Little Richard um Little Richard no not not Little Richard no nope um this is it's not Good one Golly of the Miss most Molly. famous artist famous artists in the history of recorded music okay so is it um brown james brown nope okay i gotta i gotta i gotta listen to that again I, yeah you need to listen to this again because people are screaming at their yeah at the at the air here on this is one. one of those songs where you know you know it and you're yes there's some pressure here so hang on yeah i'm sure there are people screaming at us for the 80s ones before that we had no idea but this this is a big one. Listen to the words he's saying. Yeah. Um, 
And that was just a lie. What's the next? This is Elvis. Yes. Okay. Um, I feel like I have done this jingle. I think you have. This is nothing but a hound dog. Yes. Yeah, I've done this jingle. Absolutely. Um, I had to, wait a minute. What I, I was prescient about three questions ago. Yes, you were. I, I what I did there is I just took a deep breath and I closed my eyes and listened. Yeah, absolutely. That sometimes that helps. <laughs> it's like the first time you you're listening for something in particular, and I was actually kind of thrown off at the beginning of that um, because I wasn't expecting something that far back. I mean, jumping genres like this, like this is really yeah, yep, can be jarring. And you know, I didn't. When I heard Elvis, I didn't realize just now that his voice actually sounded more bluesy than I remembered. Oh, yes. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. yeah he, I mean, he, in a lot of ways, he became famous because, uh, I mean, of prejudice, because he took basically what music that was um, mm-hmm. been done by a lot of the black artists mm-hmm. and, and, and did it for a, and white people went, hey, this is cool now, which is the dumbest thing ever. Right. Yeah. But he was incredibly talented. And if, I, I mean, it took more than just, you know, make him white and throw him out there. He, he, sure. he was great. I mean, so, I mean, I've heard people try to go back and say, well, you know, he wasn't nothing, you know, but no, he, a lot of people took, you know, bad raps back then for, you know, should have been more famous than they were mm-hmm. and gotten more, you know, you know, celebrity and stuff. But he was, he was worth, he was incredible. He was, he deserved it. Yeah. He brought it. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Okay, um, are we going next? Yeah. Uh, what, we got like three or four more, something like that, four or five? We got three left. All right. <laughs> okay, um, I have an idea who's singing that, Uh huh. but I have no idea what the song is. I... I'm going to guess this is like late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But, and like, it, I throw this in the category of like, um, what's that? I got the power or going to make you sweat, CNC Music Factory. Oh, okay. Well, then I, yeah, I got, then I, I don't think this is, I don't, I don't recognize this. So I'm not, I, it could be one of their deep cuts off of one of those, those groups. But this is like, um, this is one of those where, did you, do you remember that uh, scandal that happened back like, around this time when a lot of music was coming out like this, dance music like this, where it was a lot of the same sounding voice, woman singing, and they'd have like, you know, this, you know, relatively attractive or very attractive in some cases, look like a model singing these songs and she was belting out these songs and a lot of it sounded the same. Um, it was the same per same woman. She was like a heavy set, you know, you know, oversized, yeah, yeah. fat, basically woman who was singing these. And then they were credit. They were pretending that she was singing for like three or four different groups, different producers, and they were putting it out. And they were putting these models out there, lip syncing. Basically, this is in the Millie Vanilli. Kind I don't of remember. Range. Yeah, I was just gonna say I don't remember that specific scandal, but it sounds like Millie Vanilli to me in that in that regard. Yeah, it's that kind of it's that time period. That's that same kind of style. Yeah. Well, when I just heard when you said, mentioned CNC Music Factory, she does sound like the lady from CNC Music Factory. Because I bet you it's the same woman. Because she did the same vocalist, who's incredible vocalist, great. Yeah. And I, I think they finally came out and said, you know, we're not gonna. She was she like or somebody at something like broke the story like, oh, she's the voice behind all this, and we're not gonna. She's not you know gonna hide anymore. We're not gonna you know we're not gonna hold her back just because she's overweight. She doesn't look like a model, but she is the talent. And people were like, yeah, we don't care what she looks like. She's awesome. Yeah. So 
And I believe that from in the actual Gonna Make You Sweat video, that wasn't mm -hmm. a model in there singing, was it? I don't remember that video, but I knew I know that in that time period, she the same person oh, did a lot of vocals. I know what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of good vibrations from um, oh, Marky Mark, Mark with the in the funky book. Yeah, the gal singing that part. Yeah, it might be the same woman. Okay, so I am. My thought when I first heard it, the first voice that came in my head was Tina Turner. And then yeah, I thought, it's probably not Tina Turner. Maybe it's Taylor no. Dane. Could be. I don't think it's her, but it could be. I don't have a guess. I couldn't tell you. I'm, I'm going to say CNC Music Factory or a band like them. Okay. Which doesn't give me any credit because I can't name. I can't. Well, it, the, you, uh, the, only, the only song I can name would be, was, is the name of that song going to make you sweat? Is that? The name of it? Sweat. Probably, yep. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was going to make you sweat. I don't remember any. Oh, no, it definitely like wasn't that. that. Uh, and it wasn't I Got the Power. Nope. You remember that one? Yep. Snap. Is that who that was? I think it was Snap. Snap. You yeah. will break my heart. You will break my yep. heart. Yep. Yeah. And it's definitely not that song. So, And that's, that's my limit of that mm -hmm. time, time frame genre. I, I wonder if this is, a, is this the same lady that sings Finally? Um, Do you know that song? I thought that was Taylor Dane. I don't think so. T oh, Taylor Dane did Tell It To My Heart. Tell and It To My she Heart. Have... Uh, Tell It To My Heart. And she had one other one. Um, yeah. But this lady finally. I always confuse her with, she's like the, um, I always think like she's like Fergie's mom. You know, Fergie from the Black yeah, Eyed Peas. Yep. They're like the same person. Like, this, they could seem like they're related. I the lady that's saying finally, I feel like her name is like Cece or something. Uh, Cece Winans is a vocalist, but she's like a gospel. No, that's not her. I don't think she ever did any like pop stuff. I think whoever's singing this might be that lady that sings finally. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Do you know the name of the song? No, I don't. I'm gonna say we got no points. No points. <laughs> it's okay. it, we we I, hammered I that one into the ground. Next one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What, we're going to do two more? Is that what it is? Yeah, two more. Okay, definitely know this one. Okay, I know the song. Yep, and that is I... all that's required of this quiz. Okay. But I do think I know the band. All right. Okay, this... uh, okay well, go ahead. You tell me the name of the song. I think the name of the song is the like the refrain line, like the last line, mm -hmm. which is, uh, will, will you, you still, still love me, me tomorrow? tomorrow? Yep. Is that it? Yep. Okay. I couldn't. I could guess the name of the band, but I I don't know for sure. Okay, well, so, we know? know that Carol King wrote it, but that's not Carol King that sang it, right? Oh no, I'm pretty sure. Although kind of sounded like her, but it's not her. No, I think it's the Crystals. The Crystals, okay. But um, I could. I I don't know. Maybe I'm. I, maybe I'm. You wrong. could be totally right. Yeah. I would say like the Crystals, or it's not Ronnie and the Ronettes. It's not. Um, it's not the Supremes. It's that that kind of like girl group, though, is what yeah, I'm thinking, the, right? Or Martha. Um, what was the name? In the Vandellas. Martha and the Vandellas. Uh, Shirelles. Shirelles um, could be a good one, too. I would go, I would go but I, I'm just named. I, you could give me 10 guesses, and unless it's one of those that we just named, I wouldn't have any idea. Okay. Well, we'll have to see. All right. All right. Last one. Wait a minute. 
wait a minute. That's a different. It's the same band. I think you're thinking yeah. of the quiz last week with Patrick. Yes. This is meatloaf, right? Meatloaf. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but the problem is that I don't know the name of that song. Um, the only other song that I know besides um, Paradise. Well, Paradise of the Desperate Light, and there's another one. There's another one that has that interplay where they go like that kind of Broadway kind of operatic. Mm-hmm back and forth with him and the female vocalist mm-hmm. that I can't think of her name anymore. Um, uh, Is it two out of three ain't bad? No, because that's, that's the other one I was trying to think of. Yeah. yeah. So it's Paradise know. by the Dashboard Lights, two out of three ain't bad, and then the only other name of a song I know related to Meatloaf is Bad Out of Hell. But I have no idea if that's it or not. I, I don't even, I, you could, I don't know. <laughs> Well, let's go with Bad All the Hell because we know it's not one of the other two, and I don't know any of the other ones by him. Okay. Yeah, I could not name a, a fourth, you know, meatloaf song I, I, that I can. Well, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have come up with two out of three out. It ain't bad if you hadn't have said it right then. I absolutely know that song now that you say it. Okay. Um. Well, uh, let's do one more. All let's right. do one more. See if we can get one right. Okay. Because I don't think we got that. All right. One more. One more. Oh, Redemption. Redemption from a few weeks ago. Yes. You know this, right? Um, I know the name of the song. Mm-hmm. Still, it's the Go Your Own Way, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, is that Fleetwood? Yes. Okay. It's either Fleetwood or it's Lindsey Buckingham solo, but I think it's Fleetwood Mac, because I think Stevie Nicks comes in right there. On the awesome. That's a good thing so, to, to end yes. on that. Yes, pulls us back from when we missed that with John. Exactly. <laughs> All right, should we, Fleetwood Mac song. should we check our work? Sure. Uh, we started with, uh, what, we 17? S- yeah, we started right? with 17. Okay, and that was 32? Um, 31? That would have been whatever 17 plus 16 is. All right, yeah, 30, uh, I'll, or 33. I'll just read through um, until we get to, we know that's, we know that it's go your own way, so once we get that one, I'll stop. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, 17, Wham, I'm your man. So we were right about Wham, but I had no idea that was... I, I didn't even know that was the name of a Wham song. Well, you were right about Wham. I wasn't. No points for either yeah. one of no us. No points of them, yeah. Uh, next is Curtis Mayfield, Move On Up, which we didn't get that, but I think that's the one where we, you said Al Green, and I was like, yeah, it's that. So we were in the ballpark, we sure. In the ballpark, in the ballpark sure. yep. Yeah, but no points. Next is Prodigy Firestarter. Are you kidding me? Woo! And that is the only Prodigy song I have ever heard. That was a deep pull. Nice job. Well, I think if you say Prodigy, most people will say Firestarter. Would be my guess. Well, I'm not most people. Or if you say Firestarter, that you're going to say Prodigy or Drew Barrymore. I'm going to say Tinder. (laughs) Or Kinley? Yeah, Kinley. Okay. Uh, the next was My Sharona by The Knack, which we got yep. that. Uh, next, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough by MJ, Michael Jackson. Oh, we so got that. that was the name of it. Okay. Yep. The next song, The Pretenders. Nice. Don't Get Me Wrong. Oh, you get total So we got the points. name, too. Not me, you. Nice well, job. I, I actually didn't know that was the name of the song. That's just the only line I could remember. Well, worked out in um, your favor on that one. Sometimes luck is better than being good. <laughs> uh, Culture Club, Karma Chameleon. We both got that yep. for sure. Train Drops of Jupiter, we got that. Mm-hmm. Goo Goo Dolls, Iris, we got that. Mm-hmm. The one that we didn't know that we said, like, 
uh, early 80s. Um, I can't remember who you said. I was comparing them to Frankie Goes to Hollywood. and You can't uh, remember because I said nothing. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's Madness, which I absolutely know that band. The name of the song, Baggy Trousers, which I had never heard of. So I've never heard of Madness. Mm. I've heard of Baggy Madness Trousers. Was a, Madness is one of those bands like... But not the I, song. Like from the that time period where I'm just not familiar with a lot of that stuff, a lot of that genre of music in the early '80s. I, I think it's early. I'm, I could be totally wrong about that. That I know Madness, but I couldn't tell you what they sound like or anything. Uh, next, the Verb, Verve, Verve. Okay. Bittersweet Symphony. Okay. Got that. Then Elvis, Hound Dog. Got that. Uh, and then the next one, the one that we, I think this is the CNC Music Factory. Yeah. Uh, one we were talking about. Um. Milli Vanilli, it's Black Box is the name of the band. Ride on Time, which I've heard of. I've heard of Black Box, but I never would have got the name of that, no and way. I never would have put that together. No. That was a deep cut uh, for them. Yes. Uh, next, Still Love Me Tomorrow by the Shirelles. Oh, nice. So we both get points for the yes, song. Yes, we do. And Bad Out of Hell by Meatloaf. It was Bad Out of Hell. The name of the song is Bad Out of Hell. So you get that, but I don't, even though we both knew it was meatloaf. Nice. No, I say you get that. You agreed. Oh, that's true. I did I did say yeah. bad out of hell. Yeah. And the last one, go your own way, Fleetwood Mac? Yes, Fleetwood Mac, go your own way. Okay. Final score. Wow, we are good with this over-under business. I got 10, just Ooh, exactly yeah. the same as the last quiz, and you have one point better than the last quiz at 13. That's not bad. Nice job out it. of you. Prodigy so- Firestarter, give me a break. <laughs> if anybody else got that, let me know, please. Oh, I, I guarantee you, like, people got it. Really? I bet. Okay. Yeah, I, it'd be my guess. But, like, um, I, th- I think this is a pretty good one. This is a good mix of stuff that's pretty straightforward and stuff that's kind of tricky, but we can still able to pull it and By we, you we'll mean keep going you. with this. No, you pulled some stuff out of there, too. <laughs> a few. A few. Yeah, you started naming the crystals. I would have never come up with that. Well, it was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it led me to getting the Shirelles, though. That's true. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. And now, more nonsense with first world problems. Where even though I say I'm not complaining, really, that's what I'm doing. So, speaking of first world problems, um... I'm not really complaining, but uh, we've been redoing a bathroom in our house. Okay. And so, like, we had to, like, retile a whole, like, shower and tub area, which, I mean, it's about halfway done now. And I say halfway done because I thought it was 100% done uh, a couple days ago. And then uh, Deanna started looking at it close because, um, you know, the blurry vision thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, you know, kind of just going oh it looks pretty good to me and you know she came in she's looking at the fine detail and she's like oh they you know this right here this right. I was like oh man so um it's like they're yeah they're not done it's not done oh. and it's one of these things where they're nice guys but when you have people in your house for like eight or nine days in a row banging hammers and working on stuff and tearing stuff apart and cutting tile up and it's like a layer of you know a couple extra layers of dust and dirt on everything and it's you can't use a whole section of your house because it's closed off because they're tearing stuff apart and putting stuff in and dragging tools in. And it's, yeah, it's absolutely a first world problem because some people don't even have bathrooms in some places around the world, but just redoing a bathroom is just like, 
I never want to do any kind of remodeling ever again. It just seems like it's endless. It yeah. seems like this is just never going to be over. I think that it would bother me if, if they were there for two days, let alone eight. It's yeah. a different story if you're out of the house. You don't hear yes. the kind of noise they're making. But if you're there, especially because you've been having headaches and stuff, yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> no, when it sounds like they're drilling a hole inside, you know, ne- in the wall right next to my head, even though they're on the other side of the house, you know, it just vibrates all over the place. Yeah, and it's that was... one of those things where it's just... And, and I mean, I get I think the guys are great. I'd have them come back and do any... Anything else I ever do at any place I live around here, I'm planning on hiring them. So just as long job. as you're not home while they're doing it. Yes, that's the thing. And we had to go and pick out, and they they moved the schedule up a week, which was great because they're getting it done faster. And the bad part of that is they're like, oh, by the way, we need this tomorrow. And oh. instead of saying, okay, here's the list of stuff that we need in the order that we need it, they just assumed, oh, they know, you know, we need tile first, and then we need fixtures and then we need grout and then we need lights and then we need this and then we need to decide you need to decide how you want to cut and is it bullnose or is it squared off or is it contemporary or is it traditional is it this is it brushed nickel is it you know polished bronze is it you know silver is it chrome and i'm just like whoa it is and you go to home depot and or like lowe's or some, whatever store I, I we went to home depot's where we bought the stuff because that's where they recommend it's the closest place to our house and we're in there i asked four people what a trim and overflow kit was, where the trim and overflow kits were for like a tub. Mm-hmm. It took me going through four people at Home Depot and they were like, oh, I don't even know what that is. Let me take you to the next person. Oh, I don't know what it is. Let me take you to the next person. Oh, I that went oh, on until I got God. to the fourth guy and he's like, I know the plumbing stuff is down here. And I'm like, I'm not expecting them to be experts on everything, but if you work in the plumbing area at Home Depot, you should know what a trim and overflow kit <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, it's basically the drain and the thing on the tub that keeps it from overflowing, like certain like older style tubs. I, oh. I mean, it's just the, it's just like the chrome or silver or you know whatever gold or oh, we got a brush nickel one um, that you put on there, and we, it needed to replace it because, I mean, we bought this crazy expensive tub faucet, and then which looks cool. I mean, Deanna did a good job picking it out; it looks cool, and I'm glad that we got it. But you get this thing home, and it doesn't come with the the trim and the overflow. It didn't oh, come with the drain, so, so it's back. like, so we had to go back and find one, and it's just like, but yeah. we spent there was a week when we were picking this stuff out when they were like, at the end of every day, the guys would leave and say, oh, by the way, we need this by tomorrow if you want to stay on schedule, oh, and we'd have to go out to Home Depot. Would, so we went to Home me. Depot four nights like in a row. Oh, that would annoy and me. And dragging two kids to Home Depot at seven thirty at night is not fun for an hour. <laughs> It's so not. Amazon Prime now didn't have an overflow kit. No, no, not that, not Darn. that we could get, not that we could get. No, <sighs> we could probably order one from just regular Amazon, but two days later it would have been too late. The plumber would have been gone, right, so. right. Oh, that's frustrating. And but anyway, I, I'm glad it's almost over. I hope by the time you hear this, that other people hear this in a few days, that it will be completely done completely and we'll be able to actually, you know live in a part of our house again. So anyway, but totally first world problems because, you know, some people don't have a house or a bathroom or anything. Was this a by choice remodel no. or you had problems? This was a, um, didn't realize it was leaking until it leaked into the ceiling below on the first floor and oh, like no. peeled the ceiling off in a room that we, like a storage room that we didn't use and went in there one day to get something and like pieces were fall. It's a flat, like painted ceiling, not one of those like popcorn kind of deals. Um, so it's a flat painted ceiling and the paint on the ceiling is peeling off. And I've since I've 
fixed all that, handled all that. I did all that myself, and that was no problem. But um, I'm not good with tile work and you know plumbing, so I hired we hired some guys, and they've been great, and it it's been cheaper. Um, just to give you a, a, an example, Home Depot. We called them because they were like, "Hey, we do a." When I was there looking at, you know, just see what the options were for tile and everything. Like mm-hmm. months before we, uh, this is this has been going on for a while. Um, so I wanted to fix the bottom part first, and we just stopped using the shower. Uh, and now we're finally getting got somebody in here because I scheduled a couple people and they never called me back or wouldn't show up. It's amazing yeah. the contractors in this area, and it may be the same everywhere that you call them and they'd be like, "Yeah." I'd be great. Let's schedule this meeting, and they never show up and never return your call again. Yeah, it's I've they had get some that. other job that's more that's more, more profitable expen- for them. And yep. Just at least call me back and say, "Hey, sorry. I mean, yeah. don't just blow me off." But the since we were having so much trouble getting like these independent contractors that I would prefer to use, Home Depot said, "Hey, you know, we have a a contractor business where we come mm-hmm. and set it up yep. for you, and we we they're basically end up being the project managers for the whole thing." So they handle the contractors and they deal with that. And if somebody doesn't show up, they get somebody else. They handle it, which was sounded great. And I was like, ah, we're going to pay, you know, a little bit more for this. $19,000 to retile a shower. $19,000 was Home Depot's quote. And Deanna and I almost started laughing when the lady who was quoting it said that. That is insane. I thought she was joking. Yeah, we got it done for half that. Oh. And plus other stuff. Yeah, it's not for worth, less than half. It's not worth them being in charge of everything. No, it's not worth a, a, a you know a hundred and ten percent commission fee. No, when wow. you're talking thousands of dollars, it's just anyway. But um, have you had any first world problems lately? Yeah, You've been remodeling bathrooms. No, not yet. That is on the list though, because our upstairs bathroom is only a tub. Oh, so you can put like a, a stand-up shower or... Yeah, we'd like to have a stand-up shower because so, mm-hmm. we have to go to the basement every day to shower. But anyway, that'll be on the list someday. Is it like a hose hanging over like a a pole in a bucket? <laughs> no. no. The, the when sh- you say basement shower, <laughs> like a, on a concrete floor? No, the basement's half finished and the shower's oh, included okay. in the half part. Oh, nice. Half finished part. Half a shower. But I have a first world problem. Is that what they it, call a half bath? Uh, it's a half bath, Yes. Okay. It's actually a three-quarter bath because there's a stool in there. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, but my first world problem is, like yours, a definite first world problem. I get so annoyed when Netflix... or Netflix is a major um, culprit, but probably mm-hmm. Amazon now, any streaming, when, any streaming company, when they come back with a new season and they release the new season... Could you just give me a recap of the old season? I'm old. I can't remember. You're talking about like old school, like, not even old school, like even like I can remember the Sopranos did that where at the beginning of every season, on the, even on the DVD, I have the DVD box set and they do like a last season on or last yes. or previously on. They don't do that like anymore. Lost. Yeah. And it, I don't know what's going on. I can't remember because it goes, it's like 16 months in between seasons. Yeah. Or at yeah, least really. a year in between seasons, and they don't tell you. Yeah. Now you. So it's. Oh, I think ahead. it's because now they've turned it so much towards the binge stuff that mm-hmm. they almost expect people to binge it. So they're like, oh, these people are going to be watching this. You know, they're going to be watching you know three seasons within a month or two months or whatever, or or over the summer. So it's almost like they're like, ah, we don't want to bother with that because people don't want to see that. That's wasting their time. When I would love for them to put it on there just so I mean, just give me the option at least. I can skip it if I want. 
Right. Well, but then I'm not a, uh, I guess I am a binger like that if I'm behind in a series. Mm-hmm. But if I, like, let's see, what's what's a series that I've been really watching that just came out? For like, okay, Stranger Things, for instance. I watch Stranger Things in a couple of days. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting for the next season now. I can't, I can't. I can't um, binge on five seasons because I'm up to date on the season. Well, now when they come out with season two, will they or will they not give a season recap? It would be helpful. That's what I'm saying. Definitely, because um, I watched that in a day, and I can't remember everything that happened. Right. So remember last week I said I had some influence as a survey taker of Amazon? Yes. Well, ask me that question, people. (laughs) <laughs> so they didn't ask you that question. They didn't ask me that question, and I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that can't remember, but I would like a recap. Oh, no. You're not the only one. Okay. I can't remember half stuff. I can't remember. Actually, I can remember TV shows and cartoons from the 70s. I can't remember what I did last week. Yeah, right. In my real life. <laughs> well, I can't remember what happens in these shows, and you think you're going to, because especially shows with cliffhangers, and you're like, whoa, yes. and then it comes back on, you're like, oh, that's right. That happened. So my first little problem is I need recaps. It drives me nuts when they don't recap my shows. We've got no qualification, so here's our recommendations. Now, as we always say, we have no qualifications. Yes. But here's our recommendations. Yes. Um, I am going to recommend William Kent Kruger. He's got, he's one of those. The guy, or is it like <laughs> a law firm? Attorneys the at guy, law? The guy, the author. He's a, he's a writer. Oh, so you recommend that we go out and meet him? <laughs> well, he, I met him. He was actually a nice, oh. nice gentleman, but oh. I would read his books. That's what I'm recommending. Oh, recommend his books. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He, he's an author that, um, he writes, I guess he's best known for, um, one of these series books, um, kind of like, oh, who's the guy that Jack Reacher or uh, yeah, all those or, books uh, with w- one character that goes through all goes through yeah, all Alex books. Cross. The, Alex I can't Cross, think of the guy's name. Yeah. Um, that's the character that Morgan Freeman played. Yes, like Along Came a Spider and all that stuff. Yep. What's that guy's name? Um, anyway, uh, that matter. Patter- no, Patterson. Yeah, James Patterson. Is it him? Okay. Yeah, that's him. Sounds but right anyway. This this series is called the Cork O'Connor series. Mm, and, I, I don't think I've heard of this. Well, he I don't think he's really well known, but it, his books do make the best, you know, the New York Times bestseller list. Mm. Uh, I don't know if they all do, but many of them have. And they're set, this could, you know, this could go under Midwest bias as well. They're oh. set in mainly in Minnesota, northern Minnesota, really, kind of in the Boundary Waters region. And, you know, I love that area. I've been twice to the Boundary Waters, and I mm-hmm. um, we're gonna go again this summer. Um, but anyway, I th- I think there are fifteen or fifteen, sixteen, oh, somewhere wow. in there okay. of those books. I would say start with the beginning. I'm not one of those people that will go out of order. Start at the beginning, yes. It's <laughs> good advice. Start at the beginning of every book you read. <laughs> yes. Don't start in. <laughs> Don't like start four. in the middle. Yeah. Start at the beginning of the series. A lot of people Unless will pick up a Unless it's a Quentin book. Tarantino script, start at the beginning. Right. <laughs> a lot of people, you know, will pick up books in the middle. I can't do that. I'm one that has to watch them in order. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah? 
there, there are really people that you know that pick up a book and start reading in the middle? Not in the middle of the book, but the middle of the series. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you meant in the middle of the book. I was like, <laughs> what insanity. <laughs> we, we talk about craziness all the time. That's literally crazy. Well, that's like choose your own adventure books. Remember those? Oh, yeah. No. Yo, yeah, those are cool. I like well, them. I liked them as a kid. I go back and now and I'm like, these things are, this is just an easy way for this person to get out of writing an actual book. <laughs> yeah. You know, get off my lawn. If you lawn. go back and read them now, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty dumb. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so, oh yeah. So don't start with, some people will start in the middle of a book series. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Don't yeah, start like at that. book eight. Start at book one. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to recommend you go out of order, but the first book is called Iron Lake. But in, in his descriptions of the scenery are very vivid. His characters are interesting. They're they're lovable, and some of them are hateable. And he writes a lot about the Native American culture. Oh, cool. Specifically, the Ojibwe culture that is, you know, prevalent in northern Minnesota. And mm-hmm. he kind of he does he expertly weaves them into his stories. So he writes about issues and injustices within that culture. I think one of his latest books was about sex trafficking of Native American on Native American reservations. Hmm. So pretty serious, heavy stuff at times. At times, it's a they're classified under political thrillers. I think. Oh, okay. So, but he just takes chances with his characters. His storylines aren't always predictable, but I mean, a series novel is sort of predictable for the most part because you know they're gonna most of the time the guy's gonna survive. Yeah, you know, he, if the guy's right. alive in book eight, he's right. Unless it's a flat, unless it's all prequels, he's you know he's gonna make it through number exactly. one. Exactly, but but the other characters. It's not always predictable, and they're just a great read. If you're looking for a, a great read where you don't have to think a whole lot, but it, it's, it's, he's good. He's a good writer. His name is, um, and I guess the main character, Cork O'Connor, is part Ojibwe and part Irish. So oh, okay. he's kind of always that constant struggle between yeah. the two cultures. I should have known the Irish with that name. O'Connor, yeah. But he also has a standalone novel that is called Ordinary Grace which I would recommend, that was really good. And I guess it cool. won the Edgar Award for Best Novel a couple years wow. ago. okay. I can't believe I hadn't heard of this guy. I well, mean, I've actually heard in... of him because you have, you have mentioned to me, me, you've mentioned him to me before, but before that I had never heard of the guy's name. Yeah, he, Iron Lake is the first book. Ordinary Grace is the uh, standalone. I'd recommend all of them highly. And he did come to my local library Wow. Um, about, I don't know, six months ago. And he was very nice, but he lives in St. Paul and he writes all his books in a local coffee shop, which I like that too. That's, that's cool. I think that's, he's a charming, he's a charming guy. And, but even before I met him, I love his books. So that's my recommendation for this well, new this year. A, is this the same local library where you saw the Star Wars role-playing game happen? <laughs> yes. I don't know if we've mentioned that yet. I know you've told me. That is the same local library. Okay. So when did that happen? Oh my gosh, these guys. That was, that's like what a month ago. Well, it wasn't that long ago. I was I was at the library and these two I don't know how to just they were two nerds. Yeah, uh, okay, nerds. And they sat down next to me. Not that I'm not a nerd too, but I'm just calling it like it is. <laughs> they sat down next to me and I had my headphones in. That was the that was the day that I TK Jingle commented bomb comment bombed and oh. you you haven't been on tk jingles for a while so you didn't even see them but i i went on a tk jingle um i had a lot of catching up to do let's just say that so yeah, anyway i, I was i had my headphones and 
and I was listening to that. But then all of a sudden, these guys break out this board game. It's sort of like a half a board game, half of um, Dungeons like and Dragons like stuff. Did they have like book, like companion books and like screens, yes. of, like little like trifold things, like dioramas that they set up and that kind of business? I don't know about any screens. I actually <laughs> tried to look at them as little as possible. So I can't, okay. I don't know if they had any screens, <laughs> but they said something. And I, I think I had emailed you at the time. We were emailing back mm-hmm. and forth and I, I'm looking for that email right now and I can't find it, but I was telling you that, um, these guys were next to me, and they were so loud. They're in the local library, but they were talking very loudly, and they they were saying things like, "I'm going to attack your star trooper now," or something. <laughs> and I can't remember what everything that they said, but that was the same library, yes. And, and then they were rolling a bunch of dice and stuff. They were rolling dice, and I yeah. I think I emailed you as I was picking up to leave. I said something like. Uh, yeah, he just said he was going to attack the stormtrooper. That's it. I'm boiling eggs. <laughs> yeah. And I left because that was enough for me. Yeah, their mom must have been cleaning the basement that day. So <laughs> definitely, she picked, she dropped them off, and then she's going to come back and get them. <laughs> so speaking of back to um, your recommendation, William Grant. So you William don't uh, Kruger, before yeah. I should do that. You don't you don't recommend Star Wars role playing games. Well, I mean, you can do that, but lo- not at the local library where you're supposed to kind of be quiet. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You should you should do that. Your mom's basement is a good or your basement is a good place for that kind of stuff. <laughs> like in Stranger Things, you know, when they were playing in the basement. They, That's were, what, they were playing a role-playing game. They were playing Dungeons and Dragons, and you yeah. know what? I I played that when I was a kid. I absolutely played that. We played that a lot. Mhm. Um but the, the the combination of the local library <laughs> and these two gentlemen was just too much for me that day. <laughs> too much that day. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? So, Do you have any recommendations? Actually, um, speaking of things on Netflix to watch, um, series, I, um, I think I told you about this recently about Terriers. Yes, you which did. Which is not a not a new show by any means. It's several years old. Um, it came out like on USA or TNT or one of the you know second tier cable networks. I think it was um, FXX. Yeah, something like that. It was one of those. And um, it um, is a series, um, I think it's a 12 or 13 episodes, and they never made another season. Uh, so Netflix picked it up, and I'm pretty sure it's still on there. You're watching it, right? I'm watching it now, and yeah. I know that they only made one season, and I'm mm-hmm. liking it so much that I'm kind of mad that I watched it, because now I yeah. want them to do part <laughs> well, season two. No, that's good. I mean, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. I would recommend it, too. But Yeah, I went into it knowing it was... I watched it a few years ago and went into it like not too long after they put it on Netflix. And um, the person who I saw talking about it so much that made me watch it was Andy Greenwald. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. He was tweeting about it all the time and writing about it on Grantland a few years ago. And I was like, or a couple years ago, whenever it was. And I was like, oh, I need to watch this. And that's how I, that's why I watched it. Uh, knowing like you, like you did going in that it's uh, only one season and not going to be anymore because it's been too many years since then. And they'd already canceled it. But, uh, it it I had the same thing about halfway through about six or seven episodes in I was like, man I don't see how they're gonna wrap this up and this is so good they need to wrap all this up and they need to you know finish all these story arcs and you know do this and do that and mm-hmm. I want to see these characters and it's one of those series where they do some different stuff every episode if I remember but it's like a whole overarching like plot that kind of weaves in there from um see from um show to show from episode to episode and it's um it's just it's one of these shows where I just enjoyed 
like living with those characters for you know the week or two that it took me to watch it. Yeah, and it, the, I don't know if you you didn't say that the character, the main character, is a former police officer that yes. kind of got fired. Yep. And then the other his part, they're private detectives, and the other guy is uh for, they're best friends, and the other guy was a uh you know career criminal. A, yeah, basically a thief, like thief, a cat burglar yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And when you first told me about it, I thought it was a a show about my you know my dog you know terriers and oh, yeah that's really because if you look at the, even the the like box art or like the image yeah, on yeah. Uh, netflix i think it has a dog on it doesn't it yeah but the, uh no terrier shows up so far there are dogs no. in it but no terrier no it's referring to how they are you know right. going after the criminals yeah. and you know stuff and, and they being detectives and it's they get into some crazy situations but it's more like the personal just stuff that you know interactions with them, those two guys, and then the other yeah. people, like their ex-wife, his ex-wife, and the guy's girlfriend, and all this stuff, and how they interact with other people in the thing. And it's, it's, I mean, it's a cool show if you're looking for something to watch and you've burned through most of the stuff on Netflix um, that you want to watch, like I have. Um, it's, it's definitely worth checking out. And another good thing about it is you don't have to worry about recaps because there ain't going to be nope. any. <laughs> no, they're not going to be any. And and they did the last couple episodes. You can kind of tell um, if I remember. Like the last episode or two, you can kind of tell where they were trying to set it up for a second season, and then, and then they they probably got word, uh, we're not sure this is going to be renewed, so you need to make sure you kind of finish this up. And there's a couple of things that get left hanging, not left hanging, but just kind of like pushed to the side, or like, oh, we'd like to spend a whole like three or four episodes in season two working out this plot, mm-hmm. but now we're just got to just basically say, here's what happened. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that that part was the only disappointing. But the end, the very end, how they wrapped it up, um, I thought it was pretty smart how they did it at the very end and very cool. I mean, yeah, you haven't gotten that yet, but no. uh, it's I was impressed enough that I was like like you going it about midway through. I was like, oh man, this is going to be tough to wrap up in one season. I want to see more of this. But by the time it got to the last episode, the very end of that, I thought they did such a good job of the final scene. I was like, yep, that that works. I'm glad I watched it. Cool. Well, I I think that that's probably how I'll end up. It's, it's really it's really good. The writing is really good. Yeah, and, it's I got it got humor in it and also yeah. serious at times, and it's got a little bit of action. It's 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 sort of like um, a buddy cop movie, if they're sort of more bumbling than most and uh, yes, not always exactly. follow the rules, yeah. and just kind of both of them are like the bad cop sort of. And but they're but they're good guys, you know. Who's the guy that? What else is the guy? The main guy, Hank. What else has he been in? Um, it's Donald Logue. He's been in like a lot of side stuff, but he was in a um, he was in a show, a sitcom. I think it was on Fox, where he was a dad and his he had like two or three kids and his wife. And I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was an actually funny show. On it was on for two or three seasons. Because he looks familiar um, to me, but I can't place him. Yeah, you'll absolutely, I think most people that have watched any TV or movies, he shows up in like like bit parts in movies every now and then or mm-hmm. other TV shows. Um, I can't think of anything else he's been in right off the top of my head, but this um, this is the only, this is like one of the only things he's ever starred in as far as I can remember that I've seen, but um, he's good. And the other guy is, um, I can't think of his name right now either, but he, um, I, he's, go ahead. I, sorry, I think, I don't know his name, but to me, if I'm, I think I have this. He, wasn't he in True Blood? I never saw True Blood. I think he was in. I think he was in True Blood, and I only watched the first two seasons of True Blood, and I bailed. Okay. 
So how do I you? I never watched any of it. His I'm I don't remember his name, but who? What do you know him from? Um, I know him from Terriers. Okay, um, so you hadn't seen, I've seen him, him before. Him, yeah, I've seen. I hadn't seen him before Terriers. It's uh, Michael Raymond James is his name. Does um, it say True Blood? In, yeah, he was in True Blood. Okay. Boom. Like th- three separate seasons. That's good. That's a good pull. I hadn't <laughs> seen that one. Yeah, that that one was crazy, but I liked it for the first couple seasons, and I'm like, yeah. A little bit too much blood for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one with uh, um, Suki Suki Stackhouse. Yeah. Um, um, Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin. Yeah. Who who I know is Rogue or as the girl that won the Oscar from the movie that I never saw. Yeah, was that called the Piano? The, it's either the Piano or Piano because there when there are two movies around that time that had the similar That's title. That's true. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I could I can second <laughs> Terriers. Yeah, it's pretty good. And I'm gonna check out those books too because that is it. Is he writing like in the style you you mentioned, like North Minnesota? Is it kind of like Fargo ish, Coen Brothers ish, or is it more no. like Tom Clancy political type thriller, or is it neither? It's not really either of those. Mm-hmm. It's kind of I suppose you could say it's somewhere in the middle. These are I'm not characters. much of a reader, so that's my that's my limit right there. These characters are people that I think most people could relate to, but specifically, especially Minnesotans, because it's <laughs> a lot of, you know, snow and cold and wilderness and, um, lake a lot of lakes, ten thousand lakes, you know, you know, yeah. ten thousand <laughs> lakes, you know. <laughs> the Lakers, the Minneapolis Lakers. Yeah, I, too bad it they makes never zero stayed. sense that they're in Los Angeles. I know, I know. Yeah, it's not really, it doesn't really make fun of Minnesotans the way Fargo does. Hmm. Um, which Fargo is hilarious. I love Fargo. Um, but it doesn't, oh, yes. it doesn't do that. And it, I don't think it, Tom Clancy just, Tom Clancy goes really deep, I think. Um, yes. And he. Very, very, very intrigue action. Yeah, it's not those that mov- either. Even it, the movies don't compare to like the detail he puts in some of those books. Right. Lots of detail. This or is. put in those books. He's dead. I think he does a great job of setting a scene and you get his character development, I think is his strength mm-hmm. and, and the scenery um, being able to picture where you are. Cool. And speaking of Fargo, um, Noah Hawley, is that his name? I think he, the creator of the TV show Fargo, not okay. the, yep. um, I think we've talked about Andy Greenwald recently. Mm-hmm. I think he is the main writer and creator of this TV series that Greenwald is writing on. Oh, cool! I think I think I've heard him associated with this. So I mean, that's that that's that's one. Of, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to that because I like. Um, I don't know how you know Greenwald is as a uh, writer. He's a pretty good hot dog seller, and he's a decent you know, <laughs> it you know he's good. I I liked his writing a lot on and like when he was um on Grant critiquing stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, so I'm I'm interested in that, especially if dude from creator of Fargo is involved in that. I I need to check that out. I think it starts in February. So that's a pre-recommendation. Good. A pre-commendation. A pre-commendation. No, 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 I shouldn't say that. That's not. <laughs> a pre-commendation. Pre-commendation. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you would recommend? No, no. Just I would recommend everyone have a great New Year. Yes. And make some New Year's resolutions if you want. My- but don't feel like you should. My New Year's resolution, my New Year's resolution is to stop saying no worries. All right. How long is that going to last? You think? <laughs> it's not going to work. Okay. Because <laughs> if I wanted to, if I wanted to stop saying it, I would have done it already. 
There you go. Welcome to my plan. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> All right. I'll see you next year. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Produced by Jason Fuse. Production assistant is KJ Onstead. Special consultant for guest acquisitions is KJ Onstead. And as we mentioned earlier, this is our last episode of the year, and we want to say thanks again to everybody who's listened and for all your feedback and support, whether it be an iTunes review or via our website at www.speakingoftangents.com or via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com or via Facebook at SpeakTangents or via Instagram at SOTPOD or via Twitter at SpeakTangents or via Snapchat, though if you have hit us up on Snapchat, we never got it because we don't have a clue how Snapchat works. Or just good old-fashioned face-to-face chatting. Thank you. It's been a fun six months, and we're looking forward to 2017. Oh, and speaking of tweeting, we are so excited here at my house because a family of pileated woodpeckers has found our bird feeder, and we could not be more delighted about it. They are just gorgeous. And speaking of woodpeckers, did you know that the pileated is the type of woodpecker that Woody Woodpecker, you know, the cartoon character, was modeled after? Snagglepuss that. Graphics by Jason Fuse. No animals were harmed in the recording of this podcast. I love snow peas. And I love you.